Hello, I'm Alex Grubard. Welcome to Weeding Out the Stone, the podcast. I'm joined, as always, with our podcast engineer, Kieran Gannon. How you doing, Kieran? Good to be here. Thanks, Alex. Heck yeah. And we have a, a guest today, a past player of Weeding Out the Stone live, uh, Dunit Sibs. How you doing, Dunit? Hi, good. I'm so happy to be here. How are you? I am doing good. Uh, yeah, you were on the uh, show a couple of times, right? At Asylum NYC? Yeah, I did it Hanging twice. Mm-hmm. Super awesome. Fun. Yeah, and you've got a, a cannabis show of your own coming up, uh, I believe, uh, a week from today when we're recording this uh, upcoming Sunday, December 19th, The Hot Box at Tiny Cupboard in New York City. Am I correct? You are correct. It is my new stoner talk show because why wouldn't everyone? want to see a bunch of comedians get high and let me interview them like why doesn't it like like i'm (laughs) such a narcissist of course everybody wants to see us get high and interview each other (laughs) yeah and i'll be on that uh on the 19th i'm super excited to get high and you know chat (laughs) similar to today it's gonna be super fun (laughs) heck yeah and i love that space tiny cupboard super cool yeah well, Denny, you know, uh, you, uh, I just told you, but we'll tell everybody. So what we're going to do, we're going to interview you. And Kieran and I are going to try and figure out the last time you smoked weed or took an edible, honestly. Okay. Could be either okay. one. I felt, <laughs> exactly. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. had some tincture or anything with THC, really. But Denny, tell us, where are you from originally? Are you from the city? Um, No. So people hate when they say I'm a native New Yorker. But because I, I really grew up on Long Island, but come oh. on, I'm a native New Yorker. Come on, Long I've been to a long time. Long Island, Long yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I have a ton of family in Long Island, but my family are more new- native New York City dwellers, honestly. Okay. Uh, truth be told, I'm not hating on it yeah, for saying Long Island, though. All my cousins would freak <laughs> out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, my f- cousins are all, I mean, obviously J- Long Island Jews, they're from the five towns. They're from like, uh, yeah, yeah, Limbrook and Hewlett and all that stuff. Yeah. So I yeah, kind of know I, a little Nassau, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. 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 Nassau, it's Nassau County. Did you yeah. ever watch, um, New Girl with, with Schmidt and now yeah. I'm blinking on his real name. There's uh, this whole scene where he's in an, a fancy airport lounge, Schmidt, and he's fighting with this guy because he's like, oh, you're fancy from Manhattan. I'm from Long Island, sir. 516 up in your lounge. It's just like a amazing underrated clip. It's so funny about Long Island. He goes, the L-I-R-R. <laughs> like, yep, that's what we say. Alert. The L-I-E, the L-I everything. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. What what part? Nassau County, I take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Central Nassau, East Meadow. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's not special, like on any level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I've spent a lot of time in Long Island. I feel similarly <laughs> about uh, yeah, 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 special uniqueness. Uh, but no, I mean, I, it's it's got its charm. Well, yeah, you but you now you live in New York City. I take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now I live all, I'm really an uptown girl. I live in Washington Heights. Hey, I'm an Inwood. Oh, okay. (laughs) on? You're in that. There's a, there's a great delivery, um, service 
from Inwood. She oh, really? she delivers all over Manhattan, but she's based in Inwood. So I'm usually her first or her last stop. Nice. She's like my new friend. Yeah. Oh, she's what, nice. she, what does she deliver? Pizza, takeout, uh, uh, barbecue, salads, <laughs> coffee. No, I'm kidding. She, she, you know what she did for me, actually, this is why I like, I love her so much. I had a friend's giving, um, a few weeks before Thanksgiving and she made me a gluten-free vegan cookies and cream edible cake. It was what? amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Everyone was, was really happy. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. That is really cool. So yeah, I, yeah. I guess, well, yeah. Have you lived in this? Have you always lived in New York state? That's a good question. So no, after I, uh, I worked for, uh, three years after law school and then I got this burning desire to move to Israel. So I quit my job and left America. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I moved to Israel and then I also lived in DC when I came back. Cause that's where I found a job. Um, so those are the two other places that I've lived in outside of New York. Got you. Well, yeah. that's amazing. Where did you go to law school and what did you study? I went to St. John's in Queens and I commuted from East Meadow, you know, very good commute from from Central Nassau County to Long Island. I mean, Central Nassau County to a good commute. Which is still Long Island, let's be honest. Queens, is, yeah, Queens and Brooklyn are in Long Island. They are I mean, the yeah. part of New York City that's Long Island. And yeah. then there's this yeah, tiny yeah. island, these other two islands that are also a part of the city. And then West New York City is like three, you know, areas, metropolitan areas of New York, New York State. Right. It's like Long Island, the, you know, Westchester County. And then you have Manhattan, you know. And Staten Island. That's how I would think of it sometimes. Yeah, I guess nobody would like that you said that. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody, yeah. Everybody would fight you. Get you out of here. don't like when you just said that. But I'm a New Yorker. Um, I mean, they'll, we'll I know, fight it yeah. out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You, I'm you kidding. know, you're, listen, only recently, swear on my life, it only happened literally just a week or two ago. I saw my first subway penis. And the thing is, is that it's crazy that it only just happened because when I when I'm a former assistant district attorney and I was prosecuting those cases where penises were taken out on Whoa. the subway. Wow. Flashing cases. One. Wow. Yeah, it was it was floppy. It was just floppy and mushy oh, no. little yeah. um, and I whatever. It's usually not some <laughs> dude with a huge hog ripping it out on no. the D train or whatever. Yeah, it was on. <laughs> it was on the 59th Street Columbus Circle platform. I mean, have some uh, more respect for Columbus Circle, please. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> even wait like to get on the train. Yeah, it's like you know we're not we're not at 168th Street Station. Okay, we're in fancy, <laughs> you know, beginning of the Upper West Side. And leave your sloppy dick at home. Are we allowed <laughs> to curse on this podcast? What no, absolutely not. No, oh. I'm kidding. Of course, of course. Sure. <laughs> Feel free to say whatever the, the hell you want. The hell. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> well, what, okay, so you were an assistant DA in what, in D.C.? No, in the Bronx here. Oh. That was the job I got fresh out of law school. <laughs> wow. Like, what? I just, um. what's so crazy is that my firm, that I, and now I'm at a, uh, a defense firm. I, I'm in the private sector. And there's um, an old supervisor from there that just started. I haven't seen her in a million years. 
And I didn't know her well, but we both have like good, you know, memories of each other. Like just, I liked working for her. And I said to her, you know, at 25 years old, they shouldn't throw you into this high volume, like DA's office. I couldn't handle it at 25. I was a, I was a mess. I was a kid. I was an idiot. You know, I was, I'm such a better lawyer now. Like it's, I, 25 year olds prosecuting crime is kind of laughable sometimes. Ugh, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's very young. It's very young. Yeah. I can only young. imagine having that job at that age. Yeah. Yeah. And the DA was 26. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Yeah. I mean, they keep getting shot by Batman villains and stuff. So, I, I, you know, they go through DAs pretty quickly, it seems, or they get turned into Two Face. This is my reference point for DAs. It's just uh, Two Face. <laughs> What's his name? Harvey Dent. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Fictional I like character. that. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I just got to get worried about, you know, guys throwing acid in your face when you're on the stand or whatever. I don't know. Oh, what that's, happens yeah, in Batman that's... comics? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the real threat. That's the real threat. I'm not what I was afraid of. <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So I'm curious about this. Are you kind of like an expert on cannabis law, would you say? Or maybe not an expert, but like, do you follow that kind of stuff um, as someone in yeah. the in the the profession of justice? Oh, yeah. So I'm definitely no expert, but I definitely follow it. I'm a big proponent of legalizing marijuana and and also like expunging people's records that have like you know, small marijuana crimes. Like, I mean, unless you were like really selling a huge amount and running a ring, like they got to get, you know, marijuana crimes. They got to get everybody out of prison. They got to get everybody out. They got to expunge records. I I agree. Yeah. I'm all for all of that. Of course. I definitely agree with all that. I would even almost say, almost, I'm going to say they, that, even if you're running a, let's say, a weed ring of yeah. of multiple drug dealers, I even think that's meaningless as far. But that's my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't of, know. Yeah. I kind of feel like the thing that uh, with going after, or like, let's say, yeah, like some massive drug dealer pounds of weed, that whatever, that kind of stuff. He, the weed is the thing that I think is not, uh, it just doesn't matter. Like, uh, you know, you're, most right. of the time, if somebody's got 20 pounds of weed that they're caught with, they're also going to have like a gun and they're going to have other drugs and stuff like that. Right. And I, I think the, that the odds, I assume the odds that you're going to find someone with this crazy amount of weed that they're selling and they don't have and that's it. There's no other crime involved is very unlikely. That's, you know, like here in Jersey, they were like fighting over when to expunge what the limit was. And so okay. it was like five pounds was like the limit of what they were okay. going to like, this is legal, this is not legal. So the idea of having like five pounds on you is such a, how many people could this really affect is kind of my thought process is like, how many people are only in jail for weed when it's that much? And I also get what once, you're once it's legal, who cares how much weed you have on you? You know what I mean? What's right, legal? Right. As my personal opinion. You know what I mean? I'm not. A, right, right, right. Well, they still have. I don't know in New Jersey, but in New York, they still have like a certain amount. You yeah. know, that there's Most places, still. Yeah. I'd say know. so. It's because, you know, they're terrified. They've watched Reefer Madness a million times and it's just decades <laughs> of 
propaganda and they're like, well, weed is legal, but it's as long as it's a joint and you're not really serious about it. It's like, who gives a shit? I remember seeing some, I think it was Tommy Chung's wife at one point was like, Tommy Chung was arrested for having a pound of weed. Okay. Uh, and uh, he, they're like, a pound? What's a pound? I have a pound of flour. You know, it's like, it's so true though. Like you, once you think of it as not like a, some evil drug and is just like yeah. an item in your kitchen, who cares how much of it you have? I bake a lot of cookies. I have 10 pounds of flour. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, the hopefully like all of this will change. The problem, here's the problem. It's not a federal law. You know, so there I are know. states that are super strict still and, and crazy. And, you know, that's unfortunate. I guess I guess if you're into weed, maybe you just got to make sure you live in certain places these days. I think so, too. I mean, who knows when it's going to become federally legal? It could be residents from now, I feel like. Yes. They, every politician seems to not care they're like i just let the states deal with it that's a working system that's not a working system it doesn't really work well you know i mean as you we're seeing with like roe v wade and stuff too where they're like oh well, god supreme yeah. court precedent we didn't actually make this a law a federal law of some kind it's just precedent and now you can overturn that so of course that could be done with anything you have to make these things law you can't just goddamn politicians with their goddamn politics I just, uh, you know, yeah. it gets frustrating. Uh, yeah, I totally you know, get it. We all it. just want to get high. We yeah. just want to have a good time, you know? Yeah, exactly. Relax uh, and so, have a good time. But I was curious if you, yeah, exactly. It's uh, some more insight on that kind of stuff or if you follow it. I mean. Follow it, yeah. You know, here, it, right, in New York mm -hmm. and New Jersey, they're, it's technically legal, but it's a gray area. It's, uh, you know, they're in that kind of limbo period where recreational dispensaries aren't open. And everyone's kind of trying to feel out what these laws are going to look like and what the actual functioning cannabis economy in New York City is going to look like. And I mean, I saw a thing recently that it is illegal to gift weed in New York City. Mm, like, okay. Like in D.C., they've been it's legal, but there are no dis recreational dispensaries open. And so people do this thing where it's like you buy a T-shirt for 50 bucks and you get an eighth with it as a oh, gift okay. Oh, wow. and okay. in new york they've already stated that that it is illegal you can't do that and because obviously people are trying to figure out how to you know get rid of their inventory <laughs> you know you don't want to be caught yeah. with five pounds of weed on you <laughs> no, <laughs> no five pounds that's where we draw the line um <laughs> what, what is that i just found this i don't know i think they're trying to be a dispensary it's called i think it's called empire cannabis and they have two locations and you have to like apply online for a membership. Maybe that's right. how they're doing it because it's a membership. And then I have to go pay in person. So I applied online right. today and then I have to pay whatever it is. It's like 50 bucks a month. I mean, that's not a small amount. 50 bucks a month to be a member. I don't know. I'm not, I, I got to see what they have. I'm willing to do it once. I don't know if I, you know, I got to talk to them. So, you, so it's actually good that you can't pay online. So that I, I have to go into the location some point this week and find out more. And I want to see what products they have. Yeah. You know what I really like? Yeah. I, I, and, and, and they're not, um, they're only like usually five milligrams. So it's not really, 
ideal for me anymore since my tolerance went up. But I do like they have like THC seltzers, you know, like you pop open Uh this instead of a white claw. No calories. It's just delicious thirst quenching seltzer with some THC in it. Now, that is one I want to drink all the time. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be a big thing. These like mocktails. uh, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of CBD mocktails recently, and then I think that's going to become tinctured mocktails. I've also seen what you were talking about, the membership clubs, the social clubs, and they get around it. So essentially what that is, in my, in what I understand, as far as I understand, it's like drinking in Utah. It's you, They don't have real bars in Utah. They have members-only clubs that you can sign in, and now you're like a member, and you pay like $5 oh, cover or whatever. Oh. And, now, and then you pay it once, and then you don't have to pay it again for a year or whatever. But you have a membership to be in a real bar. And I mean, but it's again, it's a loophole and they're doing the same thing in New York and I've seen it in Massachusetts. I've seen it in a few other towns and I'll be honest, not appealing. Who in the (laughs) world? I mean, I understand it's like, I get why uh, this is why people do it. And I'm sure it's, it's appealing to some people, but I find that to be just not super appealing. Who, once you are a smoker, who in the world is going to regularly pay $50 to smoke in a place like, and you're paying no, for the opportunity yeah. to buy it. But I think I'm, that's the I'm goal for the a lot of them. opportunity to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the goal for most of them is uh, to have this like club where you're allowed to smoke inside. And I think that, and I've been to a few of these. So some are like we've, good we've and some are not. We've talked about this. Yeah. We've talked about the Astro Club. Remember? Astro Club is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I'm that's the big one. I'm a lifetime member, but it, but it was very cheap when I became a member. <laughs> yeah. Same. They gave it me some sort of. super cheap. Yeah deal and i think that most of these places like if you're like hey i'm trying to, i'm looking to maybe get interested in it or like whatever they want to meet up there and you go with a member that kind of stuff like it's pretty yeah. common too but i've seen a few of those and they're just kind of like too early too unregulated you know like you can't advertise it in the same way you would advertise like a normal business right. uh it's it's uh, running a social club is not some sort of get rich quick scheme, even if it is about weed. It, I, right. Right. You know, right. I've never I found agree. it that appealing of a concept yeah. or if it well, I think one day someone will be like, we have this indoor social club on one floor and then we have our rooftop and it's like a nice it's like a beer garden, but for weed. And that's where a more of a place that people smoke. I find that to be a, a probably a better you know, just like just more relatable to most people, like appealing to most people instead of like hardcore yeah. stoners. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm often one of the only women. I mean, it's just oh, so I crazy. Bet. Yeah, old I'm, men. That's who's there at these places for the most part that I've seen. Old men, not but like yeah, not a lot of women. So even to get comedians on the hot box. I will not have a comedian on that's not willing to get high. Like, sorry, that's the whole point. So I've had a little bit of that, which is its own thing of like, no, it doesn't matter that you think you're cool and you're going to be fine with the vibe. You're not high. You don't understand. You're not. It's not the right vibe. But the other thing is when I posted and asked asked for people like I'm like, no, I, I, I only have four comedians on and two of them have to be women like that is very important to me. And it's not so easy to find the stoner female comedians. 
I, like, I agree. Or, or that are willing to be on YouTube. It's like, I'm a lawyer and I'm putting this on YouTube. So like, can we just all, you know, be okay with it? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm it. That is one thing I was also curious about and why I brought up the law and stuff like that, because there are definitely comedians who are worried about being on camera. I've had people worried about mm -hmm. being in a photo on Weeding Out the Stone, whether they uh -huh. were the sober person or a high person and, yeah. you know, things like that. And, and I understand it's not like, you know, hey, you're a teacher or whatever, like I'm not freaking out. But yeah, like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Both mm -hmm. our shows, like they're not straight stand-up shows. And most comedians, if they have the opportunity to do stand-up comedy, they're going to do that over a panel show or a talk show or a game show most yeah. of the time if they have the opportunity to do stand-up. So it does become difficult to, you know, book an interesting lineup, a diverse lineup, a, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, you don't want everybody to be the same kind of comic. You don't want, you know, mm -hmm. and you have these, we have these other rules. You got to get high or one person sober or whatever. So yeah, yeah it becomes difficult uh you know to get and people are worried about it i know hardcore stoners that are still worried about smoking on camera and again i think that's gonna slowly die down and dilute uh -huh. or whatever uh -huh. but, you know yeah. it is interesting yeah but i don't know those social clubs i find to be a, an interesting loophole i mean i don't think most of them are gonna like really last i don't i don't foresee that being like some sort of new you know, entertainment source or something like that. Some sort of yeah, new, okay. huge venue kind of thing. Personally, I, I don't know. I've seen more likely instead of having your own business, that's uh, a brick and mortar business, even though it's a social club or whatever, instead of having that, I've seen a lot of traveling bud tenders and that's now yeah. a big thing. And that makes way more sense to me. It's like low overhead, go to a mm -hmm. private event, do whatever you want to do, you know, like, uh, you, you know, it, everybody there, it's like a s extra vendor that makes a little more sense to me, but I also wonder the legality of that currently. Yeah. I don't I assume know. That's illegal. Technically, yeah, unless you I've apply been... for a micro business license, which is a big thing that they're experimenting with in the East coast states Interesting. Okay. where you can apply for a $1,000 micro business and you can grow up to six plants. And essentially you would be like, I don't know, like some sort of mocktail. If you were doing mocktails at a bar, you could okay. make your own tincture if you apply for a micro business license. The problem with that and the idea is it's a low overhead to get in mm -hmm. the industry. The problem is yeah. that you need a, a cannabis lawyer to do it and they're charging $100,000. A cannabis lawyer. I, 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 I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah, Get in I, it. I, I, I really need to look into it. Um, I see a lot of businesses online, yeah. uh, on like Indeed, being looking for people that are just just to keep up with the law, just a yeah. you know a lawyer to keep up and make sure they're doing everything by the book. You know, like yeah, these, yeah, these yeah. companies need lawyers. I'm not telling you to quit your <laughs> gig, but uh, you know. You're, I'm sure you would be valued. <laughs> you know? I, I'm sure. I mean, I don't have their, I, I have their experience of, I know the product that they're trying to protect, but I, I don't know cannabis law, but yeah, I, I mean, that's all new. It can be learned. But what, right. I, what I've been to a lot are like the sort of like social events that you're right. It, I've been to them where they're not a brick and mortar and they have all these vendors, or I've been to one that was like an infused brunch. My issue with those is that I have to stop going because I'm sick of the fee to just get in. Mm -hmm. So the so the fee is high to just get in. And then like I'm paying for the brunch 
or I'm buying from vendors like the stuff that I want. And so at some point, I guess my friends and I decided, okay, we've now spent too much money just getting into these places. Like, you know, they, they, uh, your, your free pre-roll is not enough for me to spend the $65 to get in there anymore. Like I'm over it. Exactly. Exactly. I agree wholeheartedly with that. It's just not a concept that is, uh, that, you know, your market is too minimal. We wound up talking a lot about, uh, cannabis industry, (laughs) you know, know. target audiences and stuff. It's interesting. I mean, I find it very interesting. It changes quickly. And Mm -hmm. like, and in these kind of subjects, like the traveling bun tenders, the private events, the social clubs, I feel like nobody's really figured it out yet. There, someone will, and they'll make, get tons of press and we'll all know about this place. But, you know, obviously Colorado's had legal weed for eight years or something. And Mm -hmm. they don't have any lounges, as far as I know. A lot of these places, things are like not uh, panning out the way they anticipated. They had that green rush early stuff where it's like can a bus and it's a bus that you could smoke weed on. And then I think that was regulated. And now that's not really a big tourism thing. Right, right. I know in, in Colorado and around the country, I think like 420 friendly Airbnbs are a big thing. Uh, and Ooh, that will become okay. a bigger thing in some of these big where, where cannabis is part of the tourism. Uh, okay. That's and like some of those kinds of places like a Denver is uh, who their laws are particularly well done. Like they're they're not they didn't make them too loose and they definitely didn't make them too strict. So they, and they clearly are interested in how that goes and like they're yeah. still developing it. Whereas you see things like in Oregon, they'll be like, we have too much weed. You know, it's too like there's a huge black market and it's an out of state black market. Like it's a which is totally illegal. You can't be shipping weed across state lines, even between two legal places. But that's the reality of their law. They made it too easy to open a dispensary. And so there are too many dispensaries. And so now they have like there's not enough of a market for the, the supply is too high and the demand is too low and like they're you know what's it's what's it's growing i mean it's fucking plants it just keeps going you just keep getting seeds right and stuff. You can, right right so if you're allowed to grow 25 plants like why wouldn't you and then you just have garbage bags of <laughs> weed that you don't know what to do with because you're a dispensary next to three other dispensaries like that's how it's right, kind of worked right, out right yeah right so, interesting yeah pretty tough so i don't know so we're getting towards the point where we should be Maybe guessing. I, I think you gave okay. us a big clue at one point, but I'm gonna, yeah. 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 But I'm, I'm gonna guess that Friendsgiving was not the last time you ingested <laughs> cannabis. I'm gonna say, you know, it's the weekend. I'm gonna say today. I'm gonna say early today, like uh, maybe not wake and bake, but maybe like a nooner kind of thing. That's my guess. Kieran, you get okay. a guess or want to ask any other questions? No, I'm with you. I'm getting the same vibe. I I'm gonna say the same. I agree with you. Same. Okay. Here, you know, yeah. Let's uh, think this out. I might th- okay. try and guess if um, because yeah, I'm still saying it today, but it might have been right before we recorded. So I might ask. Uh, I might change my answer. If you're gonna keep on a nooner, I am. Thing. I'm gonna say around noon, one something like that. I'm going to say right before we've started recording. So right, you know, right around five, five, thir- something like that. 420, give or take. Let's say. <laughs> okay. You know. Okay. All right. So, so should I tell you that? Yeah. Who should, yeah. Okay. And we'll we're see ready. who's closest. Yeah. 
Alex, you hit it right on the nose. You, you hit <laughs> it with the nail on the head. <laughs> it's a lazy Sunday. I had a wild night that I didn't expect. And I had to go back to sleep at noon. And then I canceled all my plans. So <laughs> then you you messaged to record the podcast. And then right before we got on, I took a half of another edible. Because I figured, why not? Uh, all right. All right. Interesting. It was an edible. I was kind of, uh, I assumed it would have been a bowl or something like that. Oh, true, true. I really very rarely smoke these days. I really smoke only with other people, but Got I you. eat edibles on the regular by myself. Interesting. <laughs> very interesting. I cough too much. I cough too much. Like, yeah, which is actually why off. I should just do it by myself because otherwise I choke in front of people. Like we were smoking <laughs> joints last night. And I was, once I was fine, then another hit, I was totally a mess. And it's like, I'm, I could be like in the corner about to choke to death. Well, <laughs> it's really that you're here. Let's call it what it is. It's really that you're afraid that you cough so hard that you're going to puke. Oh, yeah. That's right. For sure. I hear that's kind of a common uh, thing these days too, that like more like people are kind of, uh, throwing up from weed not a lot but i saw an article yeah. about anything bad about oh. weed somebody's gonna write an article about it these days you yeah know, one to 18 year old threw up and it's like yeah uh who cares but uh you <laughs> no know. no that and that and were they coughing i would only throw up from coughing <laughs> too much there you go yeah yeah, yeah. just that hack and guff well Dunny, tell us uh where people can find you plug some stuff Oh, yeah. Okay. So please follow my Instagram because that's where I'm like the most active at Danit Sibs, D-A-N-I-T-S-I-B-S. I am going to make a separate page, but I haven't done that yet. I'm waiting for the video for the next Hotbox, but come to the Hotbox. Um, that's going to be Sunday, December 19th at 8.30 p.m. at the Tiny Cupboard. You can find the link in my bio and, you know, then catch me around. Catch me around the, na the neighborhood, the city. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's great. Kieran, where can people find you? Also on Instagram at Kieran Gannon, K-I-E-R-A-N-G-A-N-N-O-N. -N -N. Let me know if you have any questions about making podcasts. Awesome. Yeah. You can find me at Alex Grubard, G-R-U-B-A-R-D on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, AlexGrubard.com for upcoming shows. Check out Weeding Out the Stoned on Bands in Town for all tickets to our upcoming shows uh, at Weeding Out the Stoned on Instagram, at Weeding Stoned on Twitter. We've got podcasts up uh, for this and write this podcast. Check that out. Like it. Subscribe. All that jazz. Give us a rating, a review. We also, we've got some upcoming Weeding Out the Stones that are going to be great. January 7th at Asylum NYC in New York City at 9.30 p.m. Back at Asylum in the new year. Oh, I've got one uh, the day after Christmas, actually, December 26th, 2021 at The Lab in Ambler, Pennsylvania. I've also got shows coming up at Sip Studios in Jersey City uh, and a huge tour coming up in April. We've already got Seattle, Portland, Oregon, Philly, Buffalo, uh, tons of places uh, booked. Tickets are going up soon for some of those and more dates to come in New Orleans and L.A. and New York and a couple of places in New Jersey. So definitely keep a lookout for Weeding Out the Stone stuff. There's a bunch of stuff coming next year. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for being here. And, you know, we'll see you next time. Peace. All these people standing around, standing in a circle, laughing way too loud.